Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. We have been talking about peace. Peace is the freedom from strife and public disturbance. It's a freedom from disagreement and quarrels. It's having harmony, and and inwardly, it's a non-disturbed state of mind. God wants us to have peace, but what we have seen is that this peace is made. We are to be peacemakers. The pattern is to follow the same steps that Jesus took to make peace between God and man. And we can use that same formula to make peace between man and man. Now this is such an important subject. For which one of us does not want peace in our relationships, in the different spheres of our life? I mean, we want peace at home, we want peace at work, we want peace in our community. We can have this peace if we make it. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. So we've talked about the recipe. And the last couple of days, we've been talking about the ingredients that we need to have in order to make peace. And we saw that the first ingredient is submit to authority. Yes, submit to authority. Now that is the key. We don't like it. We've said that different ingredients that you might take to make a cake may not taste good to us on their own. But if we'll mix them with all the other ingredients, the end result is good. And I tell you, we may not want to submit to authority. There's a natural strain within us that resists it. But if we can lay hold of this first major component, we will be well on our way in making peace. We've talked about this in the home. We understand as parents, if our children and our teenagers would submit to the authority of the home, how much more peaceful it would be. Not only a peaceful environment, but how much better it would be for the children themselves. Many times they don't realize that the actions they are going to take or the attitudes that they are expressing is damaging and it's going to hurt them for the rest of their life. We do as parents, so we try to exhort them to say, it's better for you to do what I'm saying. We see it on that level. But do we see that there are other structures of authority? That all of us are meant to live under authority? And if we do, it will go much better for us. The Bible speaks of four structures of authority. The first is the government. The second is the family. The third is employment. And I think we could extend that to the area of schooling. And the fourth is the church. These are the different spheres of our life. And God has put structures of authority within these spheres so that we can have peace. If we're going to have peace, we have to see that the authorities in our life are delegated by God. Because we can just easily rebel against that person's idea. And we have the attitude, who does he think he is? As if it's an independent voice speaking to us. But the scripture is quite clear that there's no authority but that is given by God. And when we ask the question, who does he think that he is? The answer is, he's a representative of God. What right does he have to tell me what I should do? 
The right is that he is an authority of God. Now, this goes against our natural grain. Just as a teenager wants to rebel against the authority in the home, so many times we rise up and we want to rebel against the authorities that God has put in our life. But if we do that, we're going to have strife. We're going to have quarrels. We're going to have disagreement. We're not going to live in peace. Now, you say, well, I would rather not live in peace then if I have to submit to those that are over me. Well, the thing is, We don't understand the full consequences of not submitting. Because the Bible says, where there's self-seeking and strife, there's every other wicked thing. It's like strife and self-seeking are what opens the door for a myriad of other distasteful, uncomfortable things to come into our life. Many people do not realize that the hardship that they are living in is traced right back to an attitude that will not submit to authority. Listen to Romans 13, starting at verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resist the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. We don't realize that we are suffering the consequences of not submitting to authority. Proverbs, the book of wisdom, addresses this. In chapter 20, in verse 2, it says, The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. The king here is representing anyone that's in authority in our life. And when you resist that authority, the scripture here likens him to a lion. It's like poking with a stick at a lion and you keep poking him in the eye. And you wonder, now why is he roaring? And why is he attacking me? Many times people have no idea why they have so many conflicts in their life. It's because they constantly have a stick in their hand and they're poking it in the eye of the authorities that are over them. And this scripture says they're sinning against their own life. They're bringing all kinds of consequences on themselves. Romans 13 says that they're bringing judgment on themselves. Now listen as we go on in verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. This scripture is saying, don't just be subject so that you spare yourself the wrath of the king, But do it also for conscience sake, in the sense that this is God's authority. God wants us to submit to authority. And if we want to have a clear conscience before God, we must submit to the authorities that he's put in our lives. Oh, folks, this is so important. I could tell you story after story after story sat before me in counseling sessions and tell me the woe that they have in their life. And they are completely to the fact that they are the one that has caused it because they are constantly resisting and rebelling against the authorities in their life. If we want to have peace, 
Just simply submit to authority. 1 Timothy chapter 2 tells us that we should pray and give thanks for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. What should you be doing for your authority, especially when you think that they're doing wrong? The scripture says, pray for them. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it talks about those that are ungodly and unjust. And it says that they walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels, who are greater in power and might, do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. Let me ask you, are you afraid to speak evil of your authority? The Bible says here that these ungodly people were not afraid to speak evil against their authority. In fact, it says they speak evil when angels who are greater in power would not even deign to speak that way. I mean, we do not understand how God takes a personal affront when we speak evil of authority because God sees that authority as his authority. And we are going to bring all kinds of things back on our head if we don't see this. I mean, think about David. He's running from Saul. And Saul's trying to kill him. And Saul has an evil spirit upon him that's driving him to this. But when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. He recognized that even though Saul was doing wrong, he was still the king. And he would not raise his hand against him. He left it in the Lord's hands. And God did remove Saul. And David did come to the throne. But he resisted the temptation to do it on his own. He was afraid, as it were, to touch God's anointed. You know why I think the angels are so reluctant to do this? Because the Bible tells us that Lucifer led a third of the angels in rebellion against God. And God cast Lucifer and these angels out of heaven. So I think these angels that remain see how devastating it is to rise up against authority. And they're very careful not to do so. Jude picks up this same theme in verse 8 where he says, Likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. I'm telling you, God hates this kind of thing. Proverbs 6.16 tells us there are six things that God hates and seven is an abomination to him. The seventh one was he who sows discord among brethren. I tell you, where discord is mostly sowed is when someone speaks evil of authority. We cannot ignore this principle in Scripture. Now we might say, well, how do we deal with this then? What should I do when I disagree with my authority? Well, the scripture tells us that we should appeal to them, that we should go to them and speak to them. Listen, I tell you, when you appeal to an authority with loyalty and grace, it has a tremendous influence. Proverbs again tells us in chapter 22 and verse 11 that if we have a pure heart and we have grace on our lips, the king will be our friend. There is a tremendous power in appeal. 
So there are balancing principles here that I'm not able to go into each and every one of them. But my purpose today is for us to see this area of submitting to authority because it is the main ingredient for us to have peace. Let me close with 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 12 and 13. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. The scripture is telling us that we should recognize everyone who is in authority over us. And when we esteem them highly, there's going to come a peace in our life. Well, that's all the time we have for this week, but we'll be back on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.